Welcome to this edition of At The Mic. I'm your host, Keith Malinak, my co-worker who makes sure you get to hear awesome radio and TV every day. His name is Christopher Corby, and my conversation with him is coming up next. But first, I want to talk to you about breakfast and what you've been putting in your coffee cup every morning. Doc Thompson, our late friend, was truly one of the greatest individuals I ever knew. He genuinely cared for people, and he also cared about, well, bacon and getting it into his system any way he could, which led to the creation of the Doc Thompson Bacon Blast from American Pride Roasters Coffee. Dave Matthews made a promise to Doc and fulfilled it when he created the Doc Thompson Bacon Blast, which after many, many, many attempts, as we've talked about in episode 88, <laughs> he created the Doc Thompson Bacon Blast, which is is very unique, um, much the way Doc Thompson was. It had that salty and smoky flavor, uh, that we know and love from uh, hot, yummy bacon, uh, and it's now infused into a coffee blend. Uh, also, a chocolate version available as well. If you want to check that out and any of the other many flavors available at aprcoffee.com, give it a shot. The Doc Thompson Bacon Blast, uh, so many others to try at aprcoffee.com. Use promo code ATM for 10% off at checkout. That's aprcoffee.com. You're listening to At The Mic with Keith, an independent podcast production. Christopher Corby is my guest this week on At The Mic. He has a story to tell. Uh, it involves you know, ham radio. Uh, there's a job that he held for exactly one day. Um, there's uh, the story of uh, how he showers every day outside. That's right. And oh yeah, he's also tried to create fireworks in his kitchen. So much to talk about with Chris Corby. His life story begins right now. On at the mic. Joined today in studio, and Chris Corby is going to be upset from the start. Uh, yeah, that's you. Yeah, that sounds about right. That's you. And the reason you're going to be upset from the start is that although I have started this interview, I'm actually going to walk into the other room and I'm going to adjust the levels. Something that you constantly have to do. Because you run the audio for Pat Gray Unleashed. You, I swear, does your hand ever leave um, my microphone uh, uh, position there on the board? No, it just hovers there the whole time. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, tell the good people uh, about your awesome job, man. Oh, man, my job is so cool. I, uh, I come in really early, like before the sun's up. And then I get to talk to Pat and Keith. And I get to push buttons and adjust levels and try to cope with Keith's just natural talent for loudness. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't I don't make your job easy. And I know this. That's all right. It's job security. Yeah. Yeah, so anyway, I just want to take this opportunity to I guess publicly apologize for for making your job more <laughs> difficult than it needs to be. Uh the guy who runs audio for Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Television and Radio Networks. So you run the board there for Pat. I do. You're responsible for some of the sound effects that people hear. Yeah. And uh, what is the most... Because when I used to have access to what we call the wall, Yeah. right? Um, back uh, in, when I worked in Charleston, South Carolina, I mean, that was my favorite part. I was the program director, and I did uh, three segments during the morning show. And my favorite, absolute favorite part, far and away, was just when a new sound effect would come down out of the news or something funny 
and and I would I would put it on this wall. And and, and the wall is just and I'll try to tweet out a picture of this. Yeah. Uh, since Corby's not on social media, we'll get into that. You get to that point where the wall with in my case, I think had a hundred buttons on it. You get to a point where maybe it was fifty, I don't know. Because the the, 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 the the font gets really small at, yeah. at a certain point. And then it's like a Sophie's choice. You're like, oh, which sound effect am I going to take off the main page? Do you yes. ever have that issue with too I, many sound effects and drops in there? I am currently there. We have uh, <laughs> one and a half pages. Uh-huh, yeah. I'm, I'm constantly, okay, which one am I moving to the backup page to use this new one? Because that stinks because you never know when that opportunity is going to come up and there's going to be, oh, this is a great place for a sound effect. And of course, nine times out of ten, once you move it off of the main wall, that's the one you're going to immediately need. Every time. Absolutely. And then you're just fumbling around, clicking, trying to get to the other wall. Yeah, yeah. I, I've been there. I understand. Yeah. All right. So you, uh, you're you you're the radio um, board guru there. You also produce uh, Jeff Fisher, Jeffy's uh, podcast, Chewing the Fat. I am responsible for that podcast. You're an excellent game show contestant, I'll say. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Have you ever won anything from Jeffy? Oh, yeah. All the time. I win a brand new... <laughs> so how long have you been in radio, man? Uh, let's see. I graduated uh, in 2010. Okay. I've been in radio since 2011, so I guess 11 years. Yeah, wow. Okay. Yeah. So that wasn't necessarily your first love, uh, your first, I guess, um, career goal. Um, I love this, and I assume this is accurate. You wanted to get into aerospace engineering? Yeah, I uh, I didn't realize how much math that would involve. Right. Oh, I mean, I can do, like, time math for radio, no problem, <laughs> but actual math, not so much. Uh-huh. So, so when you were a kid, you wanted to, to what, what, join the Navy, or what, what is this? So, you know, in high school, you do, you do the, all the, the vocational testing, and you do the, the one for the military. Right. And I did that, and I scored really well on it, and so, like, they were sending me, like, hey, come join the Navy and work on a sub, and I'm like... Mm, no, okay. I'm just gonna go to college and screw around for a while. Can you imagine being underwater that long? Oh, I would love it. Really? Yeah. I mean, the the problem for me would be the other people on the boat with me. I don't not like people. I don't know yeah. if uh, if that's come through. But Wait, uh, you? I've never picked up on that whatsoever. <laughs> I know, right? I am not a claustrophobic kind of guy. I think I'm getting more so as I get older for whatever reason. But I've often had that thought of. I could maybe do a submarine if I just didn't think about where I really was. Like, just pretend you're not that deep in the ocean <laughs> with all of this uh, metal around you. Yeah. I think the hardest part for me is that they do hot swapping of bunks. So three people share a bunk and you have a shift. Like, you, you don't have your own bed. It's warm when you get in and there's someone waiting when you get out. Oh, I have to have cold sheets, man. I could never cut it in the Navy just based on that alone. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. Oh, no. But that makes total sense. Yeah. I mean, if you've got a limited amount of space. Oh, my gosh. I never even thought of that. Wow. So you were born in, and every time I see this city, every time I stop and I'm like, okay, it's Wilkes Bar, right? Wilkes Berry. Right? I mean, ah, see, <laughs> I knew it was Wilkes Berry, but you know what? Whatever. Okay, so it's Wilkes-Barre. It's Wilkes-Barre. It's in uh, the Lehigh Valley of yeah. Pennsylvania. I'm very familiar with that area because we used to live in western Jersey. Oh, okay. And we'd go over to the Lehigh University area. Very pretty. Yeah. I mean, the, the hills and stuff over there. It's up in the Poconos. Yeah, in eastern Pennsylvania. So how long were you up there then as a kid? Oh, let's see. We moved the summer before third grade. 
uh, to New Jersey. So you remember it then? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And then, I remember trick or treating when it was snowing? Oh well, yeah. Yeah. We actually had to move. Wait a minute. No, no. It would have been after you were there. Uh, yeah. We actually had six inches of snow for Halloween, and that was trick or treat two thousand and. This is why it's so fun. Niner. Yeah, Niner, exactly. <laughs> 2011. And they had to delay trick-or-treating in our town because of snow. I think it was 2011. Anyway, so you had a similar experience growing up where you oh, had yeah. early snow. Oh, right? you were yeah. in the mountains, too. It was yeah. just cold. Yeah, yeah. Did you like it there growing up? Yeah, I did. Okay. Yeah. So, so you guys moved when you were in third grade yeah. uh, to New Jersey. Where in New Jersey were you? Uh, we lived in Monmouth County. Uh, Howell Freehold area. Okay, all right. So, but you've made the rounds because yep, this yeah. is your second stint through Texas. Yes, born in Pennsylvania, uh-huh. lived in New Jersey. Yep, moved to Texas, okay. moved where, to Georgia. Where in Texas? Uh, here in the Metroplex. Okay, and yeah. then Georgia, Atlanta. Uh, yeah, north of Atlanta, uh-huh. uh, right by the Falcons training facility in Flowery, Flowery Branch. Flowery Branch. When they moved from Suwanee, I thought, really, you're moving to? We've got to always see. Flowery branch yes. on the screen whenever we go to the Falcons training camp. Well, that sounds tougher. <laughs> I check in with the Falcons report. A little a training camp report from Flowery Branch, Georgia. Anyhow, it's beautiful up there, though. Oh, it is. It's growing so much, though. It's uh, nothing like it was when we moved there. Yeah, it used to be outside of Metro Atlanta. You it, know, it is. Gainesville <laughs> was, uh, you know, Lake Lanier was a hall. Now Lake Lanier is just, oh, it's yeah. There. Yeah. It's just houses yeah. everywhere. So, how long were you uh, in Georgia then? I was there for the end of eighth grade and all of high school. Okay, wow. All right, because, you know, my stomping grounds are down in Cobb County, a little bit south of you there. Yeah. So how did you end up back in Texas? So I, we moved to Atlanta with my mom when my parents got divorced. Okay. And dad was still living here. So I came here because he lived near where I went to college. Figured come out here, stay for a while, save some money. Yeah. Get out of the house as soon as you can because, you know. Yeah, yeah. I'm an adult now. Yeah. <laughs> sucks, right? Yeah. Being an adult just sucks. <laughs> so wait, you went to the University of North Texas. I did. When did they add those windmills, the turbines up there? Because oh, it just looks yeah. so dumb. That was uh, shortly after I graduated. I got to vote on it, though, because I was still a student when they were thinking about building the, the stadium. You voted for the windmills, didn't you? Absolutely. I'm like, extra fee. I'm getting out of here. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, if you're driving by... North Texas University on Interstate 35. You look over, and it's just like, these big windmill deals right next to the stadium. Yep. My favorite part is that they're supposed to be like a green energy offset, but they don't actually provide enough power to run the full stadium. Are you kidding me? I think they have like a third of it. Wait a minute. It's like four, I think, right? How many turbines? There's three of them. Three. uh, And they don't provide enough power to run the stadium by itself. To run the stadium? Yeah. Just... (laughs) I'll reserve comment. <laughs> okay. Um, what did you major in? I majored in radio, television, and film. So when did you conclude that you wanted to get into broadcasting then? So here, so it's actually interesting the way I came about to it because I didn't think I was going to end up in radio at all. I originally thought I wanted to become like a cinematographer for films. Oh, wow. But it, again, I didn't know a whole lot about it. Um, but so I was in a like a vocational class in high school, and one of the things they made you do was shadow, like call somebody up in your field you want to get into and like shadow somebody. And I ended up getting a hold of a radio station in Gainesville, Georgia, of all places, and like came in to shadow the morning show for a day. 
How wild. It was cool. It was an ice storm that morning, too, and I still showed up, so it was kind of fate that I would come in since oh, there's no snow days in radio. Did, did that uh, end up paying off for, like, employment there? Did they? No, but, no. like, <laughs> I got okay. to see how it works, and, like, now I'm like, oh, I understand what I was looking at then. Oh, yeah. But, uh, so I went to school, and, um, you know, they make you take all these survey courses, like, you take one that's for film, one that's for broadcasting, and I ended up liking the broadcasting stuff, and they have... A really great radio station at UNT, uh, KNTU 88.1, The One. Mm-hmm. Uh, they play jazz, and I started uh, working there as a student and really enjoyed DJing, and it was fun. Got into it. Did anyone tell you at the time when you were growing up, because I was warned early on. I'm trying to think of what grade I was in, maybe 10th or 11th grade. I was warned that, hey, radio doesn't pay. <laughs> just, I'm just telling you now. I forgot who told me that, but I remember... Being told that, I, I just remember being in the library trying to confirm this, like in some book, like, I, I forget the book. I just remember going, no, no, come on, this can't be. Well, whatever, I'm doing it. I love it. Were you warned? No. I, here's the funny thing. I got a friend who calls radio the most glamorous way to live in poverty. Right? Because like, That is thinks, well said. Oh, you work at a radio station. Oh, cool. You must have, like, have an awesome job and stuff. People think this. I'm like, no. <laughs> I mean, I wear shorts and t-shirts yeah. to work because I have to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wait. Wait a minute. Wait, but uh, wait, you would show up naked? Is that what you're saying? I mean, okay. I'm with you, man. That's a that's a great way to explain radio. The most glamorous way to live in poverty. Yes, that's funny. I like that. So, no one warned you. Well, so here I feel. I remember distinctly feeling hoodwinked because <laughs> I was in. I had. I was a senior at UNT. And I had a class. I was taught by a great guy. Um, who's no longer with us, unfortunately, but. Uh, Bud Bouchard uh, had been in the industry since he was a teenager. Like his first day with WFAA here in Dallas was the day Kennedy got shot. Whoa. Yeah. He was an awesome guy. He knew everything. Wow. And he was the first person to warn us, hey, I want to tell you, the average wage in radio is 15 bucks an hour. And I'm like, oh, wonk, well, wonk. too late now. So uh, are you uh, on pace to graduate this spring? <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, no. Well, um, you got to do it for the love, man. Yeah. Because otherwise, it's miserable. Yeah. Um, okay. So, and I, and I love your job description. I push buttons, which is completely accurate. It's yeah, it's on both levels. Yeah. Do you? How much do you enjoy waking up um, hours before the sun comes up? Oh. Because I love it so much. Personally, I, I, I mean, love it. Like this is my just. I'm naturally inclined to get up at an ungodly hour. And there are times where um, you end up having to run the board for SMU Athletics, Southern Methodist University, which um, based on where you live, I mean, you're driving all over the place, man, constantly, right? And and there are times where you're up late running and you're like, oh, the game's going to overtime and you have to wake up the next morning to get in the pad. Oh, I'm in in the control room screaming at the walls to just, because like, you don't care who wins. You I just want the game over, well, and I want no. it quick. Here's the thing. I actually want the opposing team to win. I know where this is going, absolutely. the post game is shorter, and I can leave right. sooner. Right. Oh, well, okay, okay. <laughs> well, I was going to say, I mean, I was born and raised a Falcons fan, but I worked at a radio station in Charleston, South Carolina, and we were an affiliate for the Carolina Panthers. And I rooted against the Panthers just because they were in the Falcons division, but I also rooted against them because if they don't make the playoffs, then I don't have to worry about, you know, coming in here to do this crap on a weekend when I'd much rather just be on my couch watching football. Oh, so yeah. as soon as the Panther season can end, the happier I am. Yes, I was <laughs> Because happy. it ruins, it literally, when you work in broadcasting yeah. and you're a sports fan, 
don't get connected to sports no because it ruins the experience for you yeah it makes it work and plus you know when you get to the playoffs you don't know what your schedule is going to be like right. you find out that week oh by the way you're working three late nights this week neat oh cool okay neat so much Okay, so I, I can't imagine you, you know, doing that late stuff and then coming in here, but we... It's fun. We appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> but you were also a garbage man for a day. I was. Feels like that was a job that you decided, if I'm wrong, um, it just feels like you're going to tell me it was miserable and I quit. Oh, I couldn't hack it. Yeah. I have so much respect for garbage men now. Me too. Like, so it was a time in my life where things were not going well. Uh-huh. And it was, uh, I went to one of these day labor places, like the, the temp agencies, but it's, you show up that day, you get a job that day, you get paid that day. And you don't know what it's going to be. You don't be. know what it's going to be. You don't know if you're going to get it. You got you to get there first thing in the morning or Is, you're not going to get a job. Oh my goodness. Is there like a, a category where you'd be like, hey, I want to do this kind of job? Yeah. Like there's some, in, there's, there's some paperwork you go through, like, you know, what you have experience in and stuff, but it's, this is not highly skilled stuff. It's, you uh-huh. know. Okay. I got you. But the way I actually got that job was that. I had a car and the garbage place was like 20 miles away from where the office was. Mm. And so if I had the car, I could fit three other guys with me to take them down there. Oh no. And they give me a cut of their money to take them down there. And oh. So that's how I got that job. And um, it is exhausting. I bet it's not only exhausting, but it's probably just vomitous. Yeah, it's pretty gross, especially when like it starts getting warm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it gets pretty gross, but the hardest part was just my legs were dead because every single time it stops, you're hopping off the truck, dumping the cart, and then hopping back up on the truck. And so you're doing it thousands of times. No kidding. You're right. Yeah. The guy's hanging off the back there, yeah. jump down, jump. I have had tremendous respect for garbage men forever just because I just see them out there in, like you said, brutal conditions, yeah. dealing with literal garbage. Oh. And and I always wondered, and I've never looked this up, and I'm doing it right now. What's the salary? Are you kidding me? Oh, it's, it was minimum wage. Are you? Ki- I'm looking yeah. at it right now. How can that be? Like, and I mean this. This isn't a populist opinion that I'm trying to force out here. This is my real take. How is it that the salaries of our elected representatives and our garbage men isn't completely inverted? <laughs> it should be inverted. Because they have to deal with so much and and there's so many variables and it's outdoors and it's stinky. And like you said, it's hard work. It's physical. It, I I just, that stunned me when I, when I just Googled that and you telling me that confirmed it. Oh, I mean, cause that job. Oh yeah. I'm with you. I wouldn't be able to hack it either. Well, God bless our garbage, man. Um, (laughs) I hope that they find treasures to make up for it. Seriously. Like if someone throws away. You know, uh, uh, a Rembrandt. Hope they get to keep it. No, you know. No, no. Uh, although the driver of the truck did uh, tell me at length that he knew where all the drug dealers on his route lived. I guess you see a lot, and nobody really notes you when you're a garbage man. Oh, <laughs> that's funny. Um, forklift driver, because I wouldn't, I wouldn't trust myself behind the wheel of a forklift for five seconds. Well, you know, there's some rules you got to follow. Like, you don't drive around with the forks up in the air and stab somebody with them. Yeah. Uh, that's avoidable. You know, you want to not do that. Yeah, that's probably not good. Uh, no, I was in college, and I got a job working for a shipping company. And uh, and they said they were hiring movers and shakers. And I said, sure, I'm a mover and shaker. Do you pay? Yeah, I know. That was a good job, too. Uh-huh. Um, just drive a forklift, check in freight. Was it around. fun? Yeah. That's it was nice fun. because I worked overnights, and at one point... Um, they said we could just get as much overtime as we wanted, like a challenge. I'm like, oh, okay. 
Okay. Oh, I got double paycheck one time. Uh, That's great. I don't have to sleep. We can do this. <laughs> I'm young. I can do that. Right, right. And you worked in a factory milling blocks of stone. That sounds like hard work. Uh, that was the kind of work that like just kills you inside just because... It's just repetitive. It's repetitive. It's boring. It's just messy. And like you're just standing at this machine for 12 hours a day. It was an awful job. I hated that job so much. But did it prepare you to work with me? <laughs> Where you die inside a little bit. Every I mean, day. it made me appreciate that I get oh. to sit inside with a chair and be comfortable. No kidding. I, I, I think about it often, especially when the summer comes, like we're in right now. And I think I am so blessed to work in climate control, air yes. conditioning, because I've worked outdoors before. And God bless the people who do. Yeah. I just, ugh, I'm like, you know, where you talked about how you couldn't cut it as a garbage man. I couldn't either. But I couldn't cut it outdoors. <laughs> period. Like even if I, if my job was to stand in one spot for eight hours every day and do nothing, I couldn't handle that. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay, so you have a cat named Holly, I do. and and I'm sad to report that you had uh, a boy kitty named Buddy. Yeah. And you had uh, Buddy and Holly. Uh, yeah. See, I, I like to do musical puns. That's good. That's yeah. good. We had Sunny and Cher growing up, uh-huh. and I had Buddy and Holly. Now, did you name them Buddy and Holly just because you thought it was a fun musical pun, or do you actually enjoy the music of Buddy Holly? Uh, more the pun. Okay. Uh, but, so Bud was named first. I named him Buddy because that cat was a dog. He would play fetch. He yeah. answered to his name. Yes. Like, all he wanted to do was follow me around the house and be in my lap. Like, I loved that cat I had one like so that much. myself. People don't believe you when you no. tell them this. I'm serious. The cat knew her name. The cat played fetch. I'm talking about my cat, Gertrude. And you had Bud, yeah. uh, who was the same way, huh? Yeah. Yeah, he was great. I mean, he... He would bring me, I had this little ball, he'd bring it to me and like, want me to throw it and he'd go chasing after it and bring it back until yeah. he was like, couldn't breathe from panting. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> See, with me, I, I, I did these little paper balls, like, you know, like, it's just, I just start off with like little post-it notes I'd, I'd be done with, yeah. you know? And I, I, I don't even remember how it started, but I think it was something like I'd missed a garbage can. Surprise! Huh. Which I do every day as you are witness to, uh, every day. But, um, it got to where if there was a if, if I was just throwing something away yeah. right and it had nothing to do wasn't thinking of Gert or anything and I just had to throw something away like that crinkle stuff was like Pavlov's dog she would come <laughs> running like oh yeah it's on I'm like wait what oh oh you want to play fetch not even thinking that that sound had triggered her but that's funny man man I just love uh, pets and, and animals they're just great and yeah. uh, you know I'm sorry that you uh, lost buddy but you do have Holly I do and um, Holly's probably a big disappointment huh doesn't play fetch doesn't know the name well, there yeah no she uh, <laughs> she's warmed up to me she misses okay. the grooming that, that bud would give her so oh. I do get some of that but she's she's a tortoiseshell she's aloof and like a wild child okay hold on are you gonna get another cat I've got a thought here. You're gonna you're gonna appreciate this. But first I need you to commit to getting another cat. <laughs> I mean okay, may, so maybe what you do is and, and I don't have an answer to this, but but come up with another pun that goes with Holly. Okay. And then I mean I hate to let's just assume Holly dies first. Yeah. I hate to say that, but you know, if you go in chronological order, then then whatever pun you did off that, then you go to the next one. Just you keep know? the chain going. So like it's uh Holly uh uh See, I have no help. I'm no help at all. But anyway, yeah, just keep the chain going. You can make this happen. 
Um, let's see here. When you're not up here just enjoying the heck out of your job. Oh, man. You got uh, other hobbies, video games, which we'll talk about. But first, I got to talk about ham radio. Because <laughs> there's been so many times in my life where I've been incredibly close to doing ham radio. When I was young, you actually had to go and take a, a test. You don't have to do that anymore, right? Or, you still got to take a written you, oh, test. You, that's yeah. right. That's right. No, but you don't have to do the Morse code. No, no they that's dropped, they dropped the Morse requirement. That's where I remember... I remember sitting at the kitchen table on a Saturday morning trying to learn Morse code, yeah, thinking that test your... is in a week, man, and I don't <laughs> have this. So I bailed on it. Yeah. Did you learn the Morse code? or did No. Um, okay. No, they dropped it already. I probably would not have been able to. I mean, yeah. if I really wanted, I guess I could have, but I don't know. my I don't know yeah. Morse or CW for those with the license. Right, right. But you did take the test. You passed took the it. Took test, passed it. for you, man. And Was then, it tough? Uh, um, no, I mean, well... You can't just like walk in off the street and know yeah, the stuff because a lot of it's like the regulations and yeah. stuff, and just mostly knowing that. Um, but I took a one of those teach yourself study guides and I worked through it and took the test. And, and so, how often do you get to talk on the ham radio? Um, well, really, whenever I want, I uh, I mess around on on two meter, which is that's just local stuff. Uh huh. So it's there's a repeater tower. People are talking in like a thirty mile radius or so. I do that a little bit. Not a whole bunch. It's in my car. Uh, what's your call uh, sign? Well, I'm going to dox myself because I think my, my license plate's funny. I have, I have radio operator plates, <laughs> and my call sign is N2MLF. Or And did you come up with that yourself? I did. I, I actually had a list of several vanity call signs I could get that were spell fun things. So wait a minute. Now, who did you... Who do you go to to register your call sign? Uh, the FCC. The FCC has to approve it. They do, yeah. And obviously, um, well, they, they weren't paying attention that day. I mean, I really wanted to try to get uh, the call letters W3ED, but somebody else already has them in, I think, New York. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. W3ED. Wait. Oh, weed. Sorry, I'm old, man. We, I, I don't see it, you know. I can't. Yeah. I have to go. You know, we, okay, cool. I'm not even gonna say what your actual call sign is. Uh, into milf. Uh, what? what? Oh, into MLF. November two, Michael Lima Foxtrot. What's the Thank problem? Thank you. Thank you. November two. That's my federal license. It's not just some made-up thing that I put on there and got the state of Texas to give me license plates for. So I was really big talking on the CB as a teenager. And I had this one radio, I think I've talked about being stupid once and just destroying it, but it had upper and lower sideband. Yeah. I talked to Canada, like the same guy in Canada all the time. And I mean, it was, oh, I loved it, but I destroyed it. And then while it was in getting repaired, the guy who owned the shop, well, he died. And oh. it, it seemed awkward trying to go in there and get it because <laughs> it just was. So anyhow... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It wasn't. It wasn't like a, a, a normal store. It was more like a junkyard indoors. I would have never found it. That sounds fun. It was a That's, nightmare. I'm sure that guy was a ham. That sounds like a ham. Yeah, <laughs> a ham's it, store. You know what? Okay, just imagine, imagine like a college professor's office with books stacked up to the ceiling and just like little walkways, you know, in oh, yeah. between rows of books. That's kind of the way it was with books and radios and boxes and stuff. And it was a it was an enormous store. And I just remember my dad and I would show up. He's like, hey, I'm getting around to it. I'm sorry. I'm just blah, blah, blah. And then we went one weekend and there was a sign on the door. It said, yes. Yeah, so uh, 
Ed's deceased. And sorry. Uh, but uh, we're going to try to open up at some point. And we just kept coming back. And it was like always closed. And we thought, you know what? I'm just going to let this one go. This radio. Yeah. Because it was fried anyway. And so now I didn't have anybody to fix it anyhow. All right. So what a stupid story. <laughs> I'm sorry I told it. Other than that's why I wanted to get into ham radio. Because I was so into the upper and lower sideband channels. Yeah. On that radio. Then I dug out my old CBs not too long ago. My son and I set them up in the garage. I have this magnetic uh, whip antenna. Oh, I yeah. found something to, to mount it to. I turned that thing on. The CB, unless I just have a bad setup, which is possible, but I'm I'm, I'm out there kind of close to the highway, you know? It's like, there was nothing. Oh, it's dead. It was yeah. completely dead. Channel 19, nothing. Like, I'm telling you, there wasn't even a whisper on the CB. Yeah. Is that the way it is now? Is it because of cell phones? What's the deal? Yeah, I mean, because of cell phones and, you know, instant messaging and stuff. Yeah. Um, maybe if there's a traffic jam, you'll hear truckers that still have a CB talking, but there's not a whole lot of chit-chat there. But, um, do truck, uh, do big rigs still come with the CB in there, or are you going to have to add that on your own later? I add it, yeah. That is... That's depressing for one, but so it's not just me not no. hearing something on no. the radio. Man, that was my childhood. You gotta get your ham license. It's great because like during weather here in North Texas, yeah, uh, the storm spotters are the hams, and you can listen to it live. Yeah, yeah. You know what I need to do? I've got um, because I just love all aspects of radio. I have, and it cost way too much. I bought it. I messed with it. I didn't understand it, and I put it on the shelf. In fact, it's in my son's room right now, and he doesn't even use it. But I'm going to bring it in. It's a handheld scanner that picks up every frequency in oh, the yeah. universe. And I'm going to bring it in, and you can teach me how to use it. Absolutely. Because I cannot figure even out how to switch from one frequency to the other. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, uh, it's That's how night. I got into ham. I had a, I had a Radio Shack scanner. And just yeah. listening and like listening to like you could listen to the EMS calls in the county over. Yeah. It was just fun stuff like that. I could hear this is my entertainment. I had a radio that picked up the nearby McDonald's drive thru. <laughs> I remember that. I also remember a, just a just a run of the mill walkie talkie picking up airplane pilots above me. Oh cool. Like, how did that happen? Like it's obviously that it's coming from these planes. Yeah. It was I just any form of radio communication. I just, I'm, I'm a geek for. All right, so uh, video games is yes. a, is another thing. You, I mean, is there a specific video game that you uh, spend time playing? Uh, it tends to be flavor of the month. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm into Minecraft pretty heavy right now. Back or back into it. Back it into comes it. and goes. Yeah. Um, I do Fallout. I like the Metal Gear series. See now, my kids and Martin Garcia, who works in this building, a previous episode about the mic, he has tried to get me into Among Us. Okay, and. I have gotten so far as to download it. Yeah. But I've just never played it. Have you ever played that game? I have played it. Is it, uh, is it worth it? I mean, yeah, my it's, kids... it's a good game. I don't like horror games. I don't like the jump scares. They're is that just, what that is? Yeah, like when you know you get that like sudden noise and it's yeah, it's zombies and it's like my kids are playing a zombie game. Well, I mean, like it's comp. It's a it's a fungus zombie. Uh -huh. So it's not like you know brains, but yeah, it's a zombie game. Essentially, I need to check this out. What are my, what are my kids? Doing? You know, I try to keep an eye on them. I, yeah. I didn't realize they were playing like the scary uh, game. I can check it out. Uh, all right, uh, you're into rock music. 
I am. Now, what's your favorite band, dude? Oof. Uh, okay, I, or you can take a few. Well, so I can't pick one. I like. That's tough. I know. I know. I like a lot of stuff. I love the Beatles. Um, I like uh, David Bowie. I like um, Pink Floyd a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you know Bowie uh, recorded uh, something over here in the other did building? He? Yeah. Uh, I love this building. There's so much cool like history here. Yeah. There's all kinds of cool stuff. Yeah. There's, there's a building on the other side of the parking lot, and. Um, he recorded. Uh, I'll get back to you on that, but uh, I don't. I'm not familiar with that one. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's live from the Blaze Studios. No, I <laughs> forgot what it was. Um, okay, what's the best decade then for music? It's the nineties, right? Um, probably the nineties really? is what I. Well, really? I, so I know. I was surprised to hear that. Here's the thing. I know a lot of nineties music because I was a kid in the nineties and I heard it all. Yeah. But like, I love the '60s. I love the '70s. Mm-hmm. I like a lot of the '80s. You're stuff. a well-rounded. Uh, I like a little bit of fan. everything. Yeah. I like Johnny Cash. I like the Rolling Stones. I like Lizzo. I like Lil Nas X. Wow, you do run the gamut. I know that's impressive. Uh, the last book you read was *The Stand* by Stephen King. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. When I was in high school, that came out as a miniseries on TV. Oh yeah. Have you seen that? I haven't. No. Okay. Whenever *The Stand* comes up. I remember anticipating during the day at school, oh, there's an episode, like, it's tonight is the finale. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it was an event. It oh, wasn't yeah. on demand or anything like that. Yeah, appointment uh, watching. Yeah, thank you. Um, this is going to be spring of 1994. Hang on. <laughs> Hang on. I'm just going to. I'm just going to see. There he goes. The Stan TV miniseries. Seven? 1994. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't say the, the date here. But I, I remember, man. I just remember anticipating it. Now, I'm never going to read. Uh, uh, that's not true. There's very few fiction books that I will read. Yeah. And um, kudos to you for, I guess, are you, are you still making it through or are you mm-hmm. working on I it? I think I've given. Well, it's okay. The stand is like 5,000 pages long. I knew it was so big, big, man. Yeah. Um, but I started reading it because it was during the pandemic. And it's a, like it, it starts off with, a worldwide flu pandemic that kills everybody. Uh-huh. And it was very prescient and creepy oh, extra see. that like stuff in the book was happening in real life. And so you're like, man, I got to read this. Yeah. To find uh, out what's happening. Yeah. And I got through the pandemic part and then it just kind of started to bog down in the middle. And okay. Like, so then, then do yourself a favor and at least watch the 1994. I'm going to. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know they'd made that. Oh, I'm telling you. Get, get back to me on that yeah. one because I'm going to go watch it again now. <laughs> because I'm just I'm I'm thinking yeah. of these these scenes in it and I'm like I gotta go and watch this again because I just remember the anticipation of it and so yeah. now you know what let's just stop this interview and go watch the stand all right watch me all right have a good day thanks for coming in uh, Chris Corby everybody no uh, let's see here favorite book you've uh, ever read is Ray Bradbury's The Martian Chronicles I love Ray Bradbury yeah I know he's written a lot of stuff what's The Martian Chronicles. So it's a collection of short stories he did, and a lot of them are published in like magazines like Harper's and stuff. And it's it, they're all about Mars, and they vaguely tell a story of like Earth colonizing Mars and like killing off the Martians and stuff. And it's just they're really good. Huh? Yeah, I really really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. I like his style of writing. Is your favorite app Reddit? I mean, it's probably the one I use the most. I'm really? The, oh, I'm on Reddit all the time. Okay, so sell me on Reddit because here's all I use it for. I have it on my phone to get notified on the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah. And it's like, what's this one? Oh my gosh. Um, but they're just funny. They're just, they, they're, they're constantly depressed at the state of our favorite franchise 
just like me. And I just love reading the comments and it's a breaking news, stuff like that, yeah. the players and stuff that they sign. Honestly, anyway, sell me on Reddit outside of just using it for miserable Atlanta Falcons updates. Oh man, there's a subreddit. Look, tell me what your interests are and there's a subreddit for you. Uh, I use it. So, okay, let me preface by saying Reddit is half social media and half porn, <laughs> to be honest. Like, it's oh, half wow. and half. And oh, wow. It's a one stop shop, really. <laughs> I had, no, I'm not. I'm not uh, feigning stupidity here. I honestly did not know. Oh, this. it's filthy. But like <laughs> they they stay apart, but they both exist. But no, so like I, there's tons of stuff. I use it for show prep a ton because really? yeah. So like stuff will break there first. Like if you go to the news subreddit. Oh, I gotta do this. Oh yeah, that's where I get a ton of my stories from because like I'll hear them on Reddit. We'll do them on the show, and then I'll see them in the news news like a week later. That is fascinating. Yeah, that is fascinating. Um, and then also there's like some like public freakout is a really good subreddit. It's full of people just absolutely losing their minds in public <laughs> meltdowns, tirades. Oh, I gotta do this. I gotta, I gotta write this down. If you could keep only five possessions, you mentioned your laptop. That's yeah. understandable. Well, I gotta play my games. Your outdoor shower. Yeah. What? Wait a minute. You have an outdoor shower. Tell me like right here in Dallas. Oh Yeah. What? Have you never experienced the glory that is showering outdoors? One time, but that was admittedly at a relative's nine million dollar mansion. Oh wow! In uh, Florida. Oh wow! Yeah, that's the only time I've ever experienced this. Uh, well, you're saying that uh, you got one here? Oh yeah, I used it last night. It was fantastic. Wow! Well, yesterday evening when it was ninety something degrees outside. I'm kidding? Yeah. I'm just, I mean, you got to get out, you got to get back yeah. inside quickly, though, here in Texas. You're oh, just yeah. sweating immediately. Yeah. No, uh, so it won't cost you $9 million. It cost me, I think, 400 bucks in lumber because lumber was so expensive. I built it last year, uh, and uh, it's great. It's, Wait, you built it? I built it. What? I mean, it's, you know, it's not square and it doesn't, it's not level, but it's mine. <laughs> it's really, it's great. It's a little six by six pad of like pressure treated decking. Yeah. And there's a, you know, you got fence panels. And then a big post with the, I got the hose hooked up to it right now. I plan to put in actual shower head eventually. So it's not warm then? Well, I mean, it's pretty hot out here. And yeah. if you leave the hose out, you get hot water before you get For cold water. For five seconds? No, nah, you get like, you, it's enough. You can how get long, it done. How, how, wait a minute. How long is the hose? It's like 100 feet long. Yeah, that's what you do. Yeah. That's what you do. You run hose, just connect it to each other, oh, right? Yeah. And, and lay it out. Your entire backyard is just... 500 feet of water. No, I've got to lay it out. There's just a big looping back and forth that just to get awesome. nice and warm in the sun. And uh, But I live out in the country, so yeah. like my next door neighbor has a big old cow pasture, so the cows are just sitting there chewing their cud watching me shower. No way. No way. So you're not completely like enclosed and stuff? I mean, you know, the sides of people could see me are enclosed. Oh, but it's bro. great. You stand in there, you got a nice breeze coming through, you got the sun filtering <laughs> through the trees. you have to walk uh, outside to get back into your house all naked? And yeah, well, you know, I have a towel and I get yeah. I put my pants back on. <laughs> That is awesome. Good it's for you. so fantastic. Are you good though. at building stuff? Um, not particularly, no. Um, <laughs> no, like but, I said, you know. it's some wood and a water hose, Look, bro. Look, it's... I, 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 I <laughs> over-designed it. It's built with 4 by 4s so it's not going anywhere, but it's not... I would not live in it. It's not uh, to code in any means. <laughs> it's not to code. But that's why you live in the country. Yeah. Where nobody bothers No. So, okay. That does seem like a pretty awesome, like, escape. Yeah, I'm going to go shower outside here. Oh. 
when, <laughs> when it's 100 degrees out, it's fantastic. I bet. I bet. You live alone, right? I do. Okay. Nobody so, would have me. Nobody would have you. Were you living alone when you almost burned your house down making fireworks in the kitchen? <laughs> I was. Oh, bro. Uh, I, you know, I... You've got to talk with Chance Foreman, by the way. Oh, really? Because Chance Foreman, in an earlier episode of At The Mic, he set fire to the countryside with illegal fireworks. What did you I, I do? Have, I may have done that when I was oh, younger. No. Um, so... I, look, I'm not a stupid person, but I don't make good choices sometimes. Right. This is one of those cases. <laughs> uh, so you can make you can make smoke bombs from sugar and uh, potassium nitrate, which you can get as like stump remover. That's how they sell it. Oh, and normally you you there's two ways you can make it. If you have it both, like if you use powdered sugar, you can just like pack it real tight, but it, it doesn't burn really well when it's when it's lit. It kind of goes everywhere. The other way is that you heat it up in a pan. And you melt the sugar, and it becomes like a glob that then cools off and hardens, and you can yeah. use that, and it won't go anywhere. Okay. Well, the problem is that the temperature where it melts and the temperature where it self-ignites is pretty close together. Oh, no. And so I'm doing this, and I have mixed up a big batch. Like, I've got oh. tons. I'm doing it a little bit at a time, but I've got it pre-mixed because I'm stupid. And you're and completely alone. I'm completely alone, and I'm in my kitchen. <laughs> and I hear the hissing that is this stuff starting to ignite because there's a hot spot in the pan. Mm-mm. And I know what's happening immediately, but it's too late. So I grab the pan, throw it in the sink, I put water on, there's smoke because it's a smoke bomb too. So the, the room is filled with smoke. And then... How long the, ago was this? Uh, this was like three years ago. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, it was before the pandemic. Old enough to know better. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> How old are you now? I am about to be 36. Okay, okay. Uh, so I get it in the sink. The room's full of smoke now. You can't see anything. I hear the other pre-mixed stuff I have waiting to be cooked catching as well. It all goes up. It all goes up. The room, the house is so full of smoke. I can't see the ceiling. I can't see the floor. It's terrifying. I bet. And I have the mo like my thoughts just calmed down and I had the thought, I'm going to die right now. Like just calmly like that. Uh, I didn't. I make my way out to the front door and catch my breath and I open the windows and there's like smoke pouring out of my house. I got a box fan going like I'm like waiting for the fire department to show up. There's so much smoke coming out of my house right now. Eventually I get it cleared out. I put out all the little fires that started because of this. Like the trash can was on fire. Like I came so close to burning my house down. Like the hair was burned off of my arms. My eyebrows were gone. My my chest hair was all melted because of course I wasn't wearing a shirt when I was doing this either because I'm an idiot. Um, Which actually might have been a good thing. Right? Having a shirt catch on fire. Uh, I had a big old nasty blister on my hands where they got oh. burned. It was yeah, it was bad. But I was alive yeah. and nothing happened. The, thankfully, the, the fire department never did show up. They never did show up. My, my neighbors don't really care if my house burns down. I guess. <laughs> So. Oh man! So how was there was there damage that needed to be repaired afterward? Uh, the blinds are still melted. They they sag where they melted from the See, heat. That's a that's a war story you can share. Oh now. yeah, yeah. I probably should replace them, but. Eh, <laughs> hey, so uh, tell me the story on these blinds. Oh well. <laughs> <laughs> well, you see, I made fireworks indoors like oh, an idiot. Man. Yeah. So then I said, you know what? I don't need smoke bombs that badly, and I'm just not going to do that anymore. <sighs> man, <laughs> my my kids are at the age where. You can leave them home alone, and usually nothing happens. <laughs> well, I remember pulling up into the driveway with the two younger kids, 
the oldest was inside. I think she was 18 at the time. And she was inside with a friend of hers, and they had warmed up pizza. And this was not their fault. I'm telling you, it, it was this Walmart, and they changed the packaging immediately after. Like, they knew something. They almost, something happened to Walmart. Yeah. Because they, they had these these pizzas that you put in, and I think you're supposed to put it in. It says, put it in with this. I forget all the details, okay? My point is, we pull up in the driveway, and I'm like, man, it smells like something's burning. Oh, no. I'm in my driveway. <laughs> I'm not that close to the house. I'm like, do you guys smell that? And they're like, yeah. Walk into the house. Whoosh. And then I get the story on how the, the new Walmart pizza packaging said put it in the oven and nearly burned out. They, and the, the, my daughter described that the oven was just fire coming oh, yeah. out of it, you know, and. And, and like they were reaching for the fire extinguisher, but they just quickly closed up the oven and yeah. let it kill itself. But oof, ah, yeah. Seriously, I mean, you just never know, man. That's but, what they told you. They actually were making smoke bombs. Yeah. In, in reality, I was like, "What's all this hardened sugar stuff over here? What is the deal here? You have you been on Reddit getting uh, firework recipes from Corby? Okay." Um, now, you list that as the most scared you've ever been. Yeah. But tell us about the time in your life where you were effectively homeless, man. Oh, My yeah. Gosh. Yeah. So I don't, I don't want to get into too much of the specifics, but sure. I made some poor choices uh -huh. uh, when I was pretty young still. And uh, I found myself uh, fired from my job, kicked out of school, and uh, forced out of my apartment. All in a matter of a week. And no family within a thousand miles. No. I was completely alone. Mm. So I ended up moving into just a real just dirtbag sleazy mode. The cheapest place I could find, basically. Right. Yeah. Cockroach infested. Neighbors are all druggies. Like, I heard more than one search warrant being served while I was there. Wow. Bang, 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 police. Um, so, yeah. Like, that was... Uh, Honestly, the hardest time of my life, mm -hmm. um, but I fought back and I got back into school and good for you, man. Yeah. With the help of my dad, I was able to get out of that place and go back to school mm. and uh, found my way into radio where life is only just, uh, just a little bit better. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, I, there's a fine line between being homeless and working in radio. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm technically not homeless anymore. That's right. That's right. Okay. <laughs> Um, well, I'm glad that, the. I mean, that's a, that's a life lesson that you, you'll be able to share. Oh, you know? absolutely. Your favorite comfort food is potatoes. I've never yeah. really thought of potatoes as a comfort food, but if I'm being honest, outside of pizza, it's got to be potatoes. Yeah. I mean, mashed potatoes, baked potatoes, fries. I mean, there's a Forrest Gump scene in there, right? You got your mashed potatoes. <laughs> got your mashed potatoes. You got potato. your potato skins, <laughs> potato wedges. Now gratin potatoes. <laughs> You got your hash browns, <laughs> French fries, <laughs> your tater tots. You got your twice baked. Right? I mean, you can do this all day. That would be interesting. Are there more shrimp recipes or potato <laughs> recipes? I think potato wins. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. So, I mean, is there a particular kind of potato that you gravitate toward? So, KFC has done away with potato wedges. They don't have them anymore. They used to. I friggin' love those things, and I'm sad that they're really? not available. Man, I'm sorry to hear that, because I thought you were going to say the famous bowls, because I love those with the mashed potatoes and the corn and bad. the gravy and Although the I, chicken. I also miss the double down. Uh, as, as, as what was sickening. the double down? 
Oh no. A sandwich where both of the pieces of bread are fried chicken. It's two chicken breasts and like Wait cheese a minute, and bacon. I completely bacon. missed the boat on that. Oh yeah. And then they got rid of it? Yeah. What's their problem? I don't know. It's like disgustingly fattening probably. So welcome to America. <laughs> know, That's right. what we do, bro. You know, I think they still have it in France actually. What? Wait, I know. now this can't stand. Forget that I've never tried it. I don't care if it makes you fat. I don't care if it tastes like garbage. I don't care. The fact that France has something from a, an American fast food right? uh, chain that we don't have in America. It's, it's an injustice, man. This cannot stand. This means war. France, <laughs> either surrender or give us your double down things. That's right. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> uh, let's see. Okay. You watch Jeopardy every night? I used to. Used to watch I don't like uh, um, Miam Bialik. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't stand her, so yeah. I stopped watching. Plus that whole shenanigans with the slip with the with the producer yeah. host. Yeah. I just yeah. yeah, yeah. I miss Alex Trebek absolutely. But you 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 refer to yourself as a final Jeopardy is your superpower. That's true. It's your superpower. Yeah, I I might not get any of the other questions right during uh-huh. Jeopardy. I might end with no money, but uh, like ninety five percent of the time. My guess is right on Final Jeopardy. Do you just guess, or do you actually know this stuff, man? I mean, a little bit of column A, a little <laughs> column B. Usually, it's like I know some stuff, and then also I can read where they're going with the question. Like, I, I pick up on that, and I'm like, oh, mm. well, then I guess they're going this way. Okay. I don't All know. Right. Well. It's not much, but it's my talent. Have you ever considered trying out for Jeopardy? Oh, man. I would be so nervous on TV. I, I don't know. I feel like like I can play a big game sitting in my living room in my boxers eating potatoes watching Jeopardy. But, but not potato wedges. Not potato wedges. They don't make those anymore. That's travesty. Uh, <laughs> but I don't know. I, got, I mean. I got news for you. They recently put uh, a new camera in your control room. I know. You know this? I know. I've had and, to cut down my Reddit use. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just thinking today, as a matter of fact, I hope his bingo board isn't within view of the camera there there may have been some discussion over that with the director oh really oh i was wondering oh no <laughs> look astute viewers will notice that when they go to that shot you can see my bingo sheet on the on the board that is hysterical <laughs> okay um any famous people you've crossed paths with that uh that, that stuck out whether for good or bad you know, the funny thing is, I'm so bad with, like, faces. Mm-hmm. If I met a celebrity, I probably wouldn't even realize it. Right. Like, my, my people I know, like, they all have stories about this. Like, my dad does, and I'm like, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, I, I remember, and I've told this story before, I'm sure. I'm an Atlanta Falcons fan, and I remember walking through New York when we worked there. I was in Manhattan, and a guy that I know, I just, I know it was Morton Anderson, walked right by me. And he's a famous kicker. He's he's kicked the Falcons into the Super Bowl, for example. But uh, by the time it registered to me, I'm, I'm I'm reaching in my backpack for my Falcons hat. I'm looking for a Sharpie. I'm like, I know that was him. But the reason it took me so long to realize it was him is because this dude was tall. And on TV, when he's up against the other athletes and stuff, you think, man, Morton Anderson must be really short, you know? Oh, yeah. Well, he's not, dude. He just looks short uh, with all those uh, <laughs> other athletes around him. He's six foot two. Oof, yeah. But on TV, you know, with all these other guys, he looks yeah. like he's short. And the guy who passed me was taller than me. So it couldn't have been Morton Anderson. It absolutely was Morton Anderson. Anyway, whatever. The end. Um, okay. You can tell both of these stories. I'll probably end up okay. editing one out. But You're going to have to. Oh, no. 
What's or your bleep it maybe? Or, or figure out how to can you can you figure out how to say it? Okay, we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, first, talk about how you farted in front of a guest. Okay. Oh no. So oh no. These are both radio stories actually. Okay. Um, so. I was a producer of a talk show for almost 10 years uh, at the number one talk station here in, in Dallas, WBAP. And we had a guest on who was the pastor of a local mega church who, I'm not going to name names, but he has been in the national news during a previous administration. For the wrong reasons? or I mean, that depends on your outlook. <laughs> okay, okay, go ahead, go ahead. Okay, I don't know. So we were having him in studio and... Uh, the building we our studios we were at are down by the American Airlines Center, so yeah, they're yeah. all like at night they're locked down. You got to have a badge to get in. Where the gotta, Dallas Stars and Dallas Mavericks play. Yes, okay. yes, uh, and where the Trump rally was. Oh, there's a Trump rally down there. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's right. That was a lot of people. Um, uh-huh. So I had to go get him, and I had to go down to the elevator to to go get him during the show, and I had been feeling a little a little gassy that night. Uh, oh, no. But, you know, I, I maintain and, I, you know, so I get You're in the elevator. Yeah, yeah. And I go down to the elevator and the door's open. He's standing there and I reach over forward to shake his hand. <laughs> and one slips out. Oh, no. And there's no way he didn't hear it. There's no way it's your foot sliding on the no. elevator. No, there's carpeted floors. Oh. No, there was, there was no escaping it. And then I got to ride up the elevator with him. Because I'm bringing oh, it up to the no. studio. You're bringing it. Wait, just, you're bringing him and it up to the studio. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. No. I'm just like, there's no way he didn't know. He, now he was a gentleman. Never said a word yeah, about it. Never yeah. acknowledged it. Did he put his hand over his nose? Or no, anything? not that he was. He was a very nice guy. But I'm just like <laughs> mortified because I'm just standing there like, what did I just do? Did you Did you say something like, so how was your flight? <laughs> no, nothing. Like Should have. I was. Yeah. Just, I was just like panicking, just standing there silently. It's like. So the studio is this way. Just go down that hall. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna go this I'm way. Go over here now <laughs> and uh, jump in a hole and die. Okay. All right. Well. Um, okay. So, uh, what's the story that you say I'm gonna have to edit out of this podcast? So, if it's gonna maintain its uh, family and children rating, you probably have to maybe bleep something. I don't know. Uh, so, okay. This is also a radio story. Um, so. At the radio station, we have intercom boxes so we can talk to each other in different rooms because we're separated by glass for so the people who are on air can do their thing. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm constantly blurting. Oh out yeah, you're in my ear and you're yeah. talking to, to Rob down the hall and stuff. Yeah, so we have that here too. Mm-hmm. And uh, my host uh, was on vacation, I think, so we had a fill-in guy who was he was remote. He was connected via the box. So he was in Nashville and we we're in Dallas. And uh, we were doing a break, and then the news guy there and I had uh, a history of we would say things to each other that were not on the air appropriate. Really bad. Okay. So we're sitting there, and he says, uh, oh, no. "So you're gonna go to the Taste of Dallas this weekend?" And I say to him, "So you're gonna go a couple of hobos down by the train tracks this weekend?" And he's just looking at me like funny, like, "Huh?" And I hear from my intercom box down the line to the remote host saying, what? And I go, uh, 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 wrong button. Oh no. And I wanted to crawl in a hole and die <laughs> so hard. He's just sitting there and he hears me say that during the break to him. And I'm like, uh, uh. So this was on the air. 
it was not on the air, oh, okay. but it was to him. And like, he's like this like prim proper guy. Like, uh-huh. we, like you know, we were just friendly, but never like got into right. chit chatting. But I'm just like, well, that's good though that it wasn't on the air. Yeah, yeah, that's yes. I still have a, jo- I still had a job after that because it wasn't on the air. <laughs> <laughs> but I, the news guy sees me doing this and realizes what happened and just starts dying laughing. That's and then awesome. his newscast starts. And he can barely get through it because <laughs> he's like just realizing what an idiot I am and what a fool awesome, I just made man. of myself. Yeah, no, that's uh. <laughs> It's good stuff. Um, but hey, you know, like I said, it could have been worse. It could have been. Could have yeah. been over the air. Um, <laughs> I, I love your bucket list because I I, I kind of would, would like to see these as well as the yeah. Northern Lights. Northern Lights, um, just beautiful. Yeah. Uh, where would you go for that? Well, you know, the funny thing is, if I'm smart, probably Iceland, because that seems like the easiest place to go in the winter. That's what I wrote down. Iceland or Alaska. Right? But, like, I always think of Alaska. Yeah. But then, like, I'm like, well, if I want to go to Alaska, I want to go in there in the summer when it's pleasant to be there and there's daylight. But there's no northern lights in the summer. Oh, the northern lights. Yeah. So it's... Oh, you got to have dark for that. coldest time of the year. Yeah. It's the middle of winter. I'm like, well, I'm probably not going to go to Alaska in the dead of winter yeah. and die from all the cold. <laughs> <laughs> well... So, you know, maybe someday. <laughs> yeah. All right. I want to go to Iceland. I just, yeah. It seems like a cool place. It seems like a cool place. Yeah. It sure does. So what's this in your Amazon cart currently? Uh, oh, uh, Antarctic krill oil. What's that for? Uh, that's for me being old and not in great shape. <laughs> what does it do? <laughs> it's it for, it's for your heart. Yeah. It's it's just, it's, oh, okay. it's omega-3s. Oh, okay. Uh, and the doctor's like, you should get some omega-3s. And apparently Antarctic krill oil have the best balance of the chemicals you want in the omega-3s really yeah Mm. so okay that's just in my car i've never heard of that yeah okay oh really because we used to on the weekends at the at my old station that's all you'd hear is ads for super beta prostate and and vitamin c and omega krill oil let me tell you (laughs) oh the 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 weekend that's the other thing that's one of the things that i had to do as a program director at a news talk station is you had to always schedule these paid advertisement, yeah. these 30 minute shows yeah. or 28 minutes or whatever. And you'd always have to make sure that the clock timed out perfectly yep. and put in fill and stuff like that, you know, to make sure you padded it to the top of the hour. Oh yeah. But the shows oh. were, this is the trade off, ladies and gentlemen, when you listen to AM radio on the weekend, if you are hearing garbage radio, <laughs> just know that that show is what's keeping the lights on yeah. at that building, unfortunately. Because they all pay on the weekend. The, I mean, that yeah. is, uh, it's a sad reality, but. <laughs> you know you know what's funny about the that? The check's so, clear. Yeah. Well, as a board up, you know, we had to make sure we're running the right one. It's got the right phone number on it so they yes. know that you ran the right one. Right. Well, I get bored because I'm sitting there for half an hour with nothing to do, listening to this terrible programming. Somebody called once and I'm like, you know what? I'll answer the phone. I'm bored. Why not? <laughs> oh, no. She wanted to talk on the vitamin C show. And I was like, <laughs> you, you can't. It, it's an ad. It's not. They don't take calls. It's not live. But I hear them taking calls. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no, those are actors yeah, that are no, paid. It's not a real show. I'm, I'm oh, sorry. I can't no. help you with that. Oh, <laughs> did you burst her bubble then? I think so. A little bit. You didn't You didn't tell her where to send a check. and ma- Oh, make it up to Christopher Corbin. That's what I should have done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, opportunity lost. Chris. I know, I know. Yeah, and and that's the thing. Your name is Chris Corby. Yes. But does anybody call you Chris? Uh, we call not you on Corby. Purpose. I'm How Corby. did that happen? Um, 
Was there just too many Chris's at, at the time? You well, yeah, there here? were a lot of Chris's when yeah. I got hired here. I, there was like four of us. <laughs> um, no, I decided to go by Corby here. And, oh, okay, you know, okay. it was it was easier. Yeah. And well, and so okay, another, another little radio story time. Uh-huh. So uh, the cluster that I used to work at. Uh, which is a, which is a, by the way uh, when you, when you hear someone mention a cluster yes um, it it's 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 referencing the fact there are multiple stations in the same building yeah although I think it's fair to say that most radio setups are indeed a cluster anymore yeah like all there's like three big radio companies they own almost all the stations but so like they own like five or six stations and one of them that they own has a guy whose name is Corby Davidson he's a host oh. there but he goes by Corby because it's his First, well, it's Corbin is his real name. <laughs> he stole my name. It's mine by birth. Oh, okay? It's my yeah. last name. It's my name. There you go. But uh, we had to have, a, a, we would get confused stuff all the time. I get emails for him because people were just like emailing Corby and it's, <laughs> it's become a thing. Yeah, that's funny. How have you managed to, and kudos to you, but how have you managed to stay off of social media? I'm a ghost. I'm a ninja. Huh. Is, uh, this, is, this, is this because you're just not interested in it or are you wisely just trying to stay off of it um i mean part of it is that i'm aware of big tech and how visible people are people like leave their stuff just wide open and i mean part of it is i don't have a whole lot to say to people Uh, you know like (laughs) like twitter i'm like what do people want to know my random thoughts for come on um but like i'm on facebook and i don't think i've posted in like a year mm. but like i'm on there to see my family and stuff see pictures yeah but uh but like i've got a lockdown like if you're not a friend of mine or a friend of a friend like you're not finding my my profile <laughs> uh it just doesn't happen look under corbin yeah uh, okay so this is the part of the conversation where i'd be like hey any social media handles any <laughs> anything you want to plug um are you writing a book right now? Uh, to, to uh, yeah, I'm, I'm working on my first self-published book. Yeah. yeah I'm, Tell us uh, about it. Well, I've got a meeting with um, a guy named Glenn, I think. I think he's doing that too he's now. He's ghostwriting for you. Yeah, yeah. Wow. He's pretty busy though, so it might be a while. Hmm. Good luck with that. <laughs> is there, seriously, is there anything that you would want to promote? Um, no. I mean, I, I you know, I kind of like not being in the spotlight. Yeah. Um, yeah. You can catch his work uh, on Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio and TV networks. And if you ever hear anything uh, audio-wise that that screws up, uh, it's obviously it's definitely my fault. Corby's fault. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now, if it makes you laugh, though, then that's also Corby's fault. That's yeah. Okay, I try. All right, Chris Corby, thanks so much for making time here on Absolutely. After the Mic. Thank you for having me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, well, you may not find him on social media, but uh, he is definitely out there lurking. <laughs> uh, Chris Corby. As usual, it was a pleasure getting to better know someone in my life. And Corby was no exception. Uh, it's, uh, I, I don't know, it's, it's difficult for me to actually call him Chris or Christopher. He's Corby! He's Corby. Anyhow, uh, I appreciate you taking time uh, to get to know him and uh, join us for the conversation. If you would now be so kind, if you haven't done so already, to please subscribe to this podcast over at youtube.com slash at the mic with Keith, I would be so grateful. And also click that bell for notifications so you know whenever something happens over there. And if you could also subscribe and rate this podcast five stars over at iTunes and Spotify. I know I ask so much. I ask for so much from you. This podcast is, of course, available when you go to at the mic show.com. Uh, All the different platforms are available there. On the next edition of this podcast, we're going to sit down with a podcaster named Aaron Barker 
who you need to know about. You need to meet him if you're not already familiar. He's got a story to tell, and he's going to share that when we meet up here next week on At The Mic. But now, I hope you'll go be free, and thank you for listening. This has been At The Mic with Keith, an independent podcast production. Head to atthemicshow.com for archived episodes, sponsor information, and ways to connect.